Spot Show. What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming and listening to our show. I'm really excited for this episode. It's going to be a good one. But before we get to it, we have to welcome our uh, our 27th episode. This so this is it's gone by quick, pretty quick. So I'm excited to keep the ball rolling on this and and go you know forward and give you guys more behind the scenes, more insight. You know, today's guest is somebody that does a lot of custom work for our industry and very behind the scenes you know you guys see all the the product and all the finished designs and everything but you don't see how much work and how much detail and last minute and all that stuff goes into this but before we get to him i want to give a huge shout out to spot network tv also a huge shout out to motion pro works connection bell ray scott goggles without those guys this show would not be possible so thank you thank you but if you have not yet please download the spot network app and get all these episodes we also have the polar vantage point from connor olson that we just uploaded we're working on a high point now and we should have that uploaded soon so please please check all that stuff out give us your feedback check us out at, at moto spot show on instagram but without further ado let's get to this guy like i said he he's a genius when it comes to to helmets and to making these riders look good with with uh helmets and their designs and everything we just got done through red bud they did, did some amazing designs for adam Cincerello, all the star guys eli tomac just to name a few but it's uh the one and only brandon taylor from ap designs what's up dude how are you How's it going? I'm good, man. Just uh, just Monday night, you know, getting uh, back from Redbud. So it was a uh, it was a fun time. You know, 4th of July at Redbud, you can never go wrong. Oh, yeah. Going down to, to Lot B, partying, partying it out. Yeah, it wasn't like too gnarly, like I guess in the past. Like this was the first year that I've actually gone down and checked it out. The one year I went, I wrenched for Briar Perry and uh, it was fun. But we kind of just got in, got out, did our thing. So this one was kind of more laid back. I decided last minute I was going to cruise up there and go. So, um, But overall, nice. yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Like there was, there's definitely stories and stuff that you can't, you know, talk about. But overall, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. It's Redbud, so it was a good time. Yeah, what happens in Redbud stays in Redbud. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's two races, one in Supercross for Vegas and one in outdoors is Redbud, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, you know, for you, it's it's one of those things to where I don't – we kind of just met recently. We did a project together with Connor Olson. You painted a badass Motospot show helmet for him, and um, that was a lot of fun. So, but for you, like, like I said before, like, I don't really know you too well, so I'm getting to know you now. And where'd you come from? Like, how did you get involved? Like, how did you go from, uh, you know, it looks like you were born and raised in SoCal. So have you always wanted to be a helmet designer or, or like what, you know, what is Braden Taylor's story? Yeah. Uh, so basically I, I lived, yeah, down in Southern California, so close to all the motocross tracks, grew up riding dirt bikes when I was a kid, took like a good like 15 year break. It was just, too expensive for a single mom to keep, you know, buying yeah. new bikes and gear and all that stuff for. So I rode BMX for a while, then kind of got back into moto and then um, lived really close to where AP Designs was and always like, had wanted to do like a custom helmet and whatnot and had brought him some like helmets. He painted them, liked them, stoked on them, and then had a, uh, a graphics company like work on some graphics for me okay and long story short they they're like a pain in the butt to work with like they didn't they weren't doing what i was wanting or like even adding like the logos or whatnot of how i wanted them right, right. so i was like okay. all right well forget this i'm not gonna pay you know you guys like 200 bucks for custom graphics and you can't even get them right so i just went out and bought um adobe illustrator had no idea what i was doing it took me like 
two weeks just to change a color on there and uh, <laughs> made it my graphics. And then as the years went on, you know, and I had uh, Alex paint my helmets and stuff, I started just kind of drawing my own designs for him to do or, or whatnot, you know, kind of throwing out my own ideas off yeah. of it. And then one year, it was like before a Supercross season, I had went to go pick up a helmet for myself. You know, and I'd always told him, like, if you ever need any extra help or whatever, like, I always, like, intrigued me, you know, like, what kind of goes into doing a full custom helmet, you know, like, the all, the whole process. Right. With it. So he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take you up on that. I'll let you know. And they had, I think at the time, had just last minute had to do, like, 13 or 14 helmets for Moto Concepts. Okay. And it was like, like three or four days before Anaheim one. He goes, yeah, I'm going to call you <laughs> to come in and help. So I just helped, um, in the beginning, just kind of, uh, prepping helmets and sanding them, you know, like part time I'm going on my days off or whatever. I had free time for my other job. Yeah. would go in there and then, um, it worked out and he kept seeing like a demand for needing me in there. So then we decided to do a full time thing. Okay. And then it just kind of transitioned into that. Like it just really fell to my lap like it wasn't something I was trying to go after or I'd always wanted to work in the industry in some capacity I wasn't sure I went to school and have a, a bachelor's degree in finance yeah so I mean totally total offshoot but I mean I've always liked you know design and colors and and layup of stuff and graphics and whatnot so I mean there was always kind of like that side to it but just never thought that's what I would be doing for my profession so that, that's kind of why we do this show. It's one of those things to where, like you just said, you didn't really want to go in there and make a ton of money. Of course, that's the goal, right? You want to have a career, but you kind of went in there. And you're like, hey, like I'm here. Like if you need me, like I'll help out. You're kind of working there part time, kind of just trying to get your foot in the door, and then boom, like it all worked out. You're there, right time, right place. So that's kind of what we yeah. keep preaching in in these podcasts. Is like you got to kind of sometimes just put yourself out there and hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, totally lucked into it, right? Like, didn't have no idea if I was going to be good at it. What people, you know, like had no idea anything, yeah. really. You know, not even like I had no idea even how to paint or what goes into prepping a helmet or anything. Like, they pretty much taught me all of it, and luckily I picked up on it quick enough to match the uh, the fast pace demand over there on stuff. And yeah, it it turned out well. So I'm yeah. not every. every <laughs> That's been history. <laughs> yeah, he stays pretty busy over there. I kind of follow him and you both on Instagram, and it's one of those things where, like, he's wide open nonstop. I mean, granted, you know, Monster has amazing athletes, and you guys don't do too many of the Red Bull helmets due to air tricks, but Monster keeps you guys fairly busy, I would say. Oh, yeah, there's tons of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we always think if it's going to be like a dead week or an off week of racing there's always something else coming up. Either like GNCC guys, Baja stuff, truck stuff, um, BMX guys. I mean, you name it. We, we do the helmets for snowboard, yeah. you know, any sort of, any sort of monster athlete, extreme sport, you know, that wears a helmet, we're, we're painting it. Okay. So, uh, I don't know how much you could touch on this, but do you know kind of how all that worked out with AP and monster to where like he is like the exclusive guy? Cause I know, Back in the day, like, you know, some Tagger did a few. Troy Lee still has a few. They actually just released one to the public, um, which they pay, mm-hmm. for the, they pay for the licensing and all that. That's how they work. Because everybody's like, why doesn't everybody make my monster helmet? Well, because a lot of companies don't want to pay the licensing the to, to, to yeah. do it. So that's why Troy Lee has it. They have a relationship, and, and they were able to pay that licensing and, and do it. So um, for you, like, I don't know how much you could talk about that, but 
I know Alex has like he is the go to for anything monster, like you said, it's no more BMX, you know, anything. Baja, NASCAR. Yeah. So Yeah, he's been been their number one since day number one with Monster Energy back I mean, they were doing the um way, way, way before my time obviously. Yeah. Um when it was Nancy's energy. Okay. Yep. They yeah. were doing helmets for the guys then and Metzger and J Law and all those guys and like the army helmets like really early on with like the little like figures like the bursting bomber pilot sort of helmets sort of deal so he had known the owners and then when they may had made the big push he had already had that relationship established with those guys so they always okay. like the work the turnaround the consistency with the work you know that's a big thing to them of getting the branding and stuff right that's a global global company for them and their their athletes so they always wanted to make sure that that was on point yep and always delivered, so they always stuck stuck with him. Yeah, I mean, he's worked with everybody from Chad Reed to Ryan Villapoto to um, Chase Sexton, Adam, Eli. I mean, the top guys in the sport have used him, and I can imagine like his mantle, his helmet mantle, because I actually just saw one of his helmets from back in the day, Chad Reed's Thor helmet. Um, I just oh, saw yeah. it from like '04 or something like that. I'm like. That's crazy to think he's almost been doing doing this for however long he's been doing it. He's you know, been painting now. I think was this this year was actually his thirty year anniversary of doing it. Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's been around around for a bit for all of it, pretty much. So yeah. Is he and then like is is uh, the painting industry kind of like the dirt bike industry where like they all talk but they kind of have that rivalry a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think like with Troy and stuff, I mean, obviously like those iconic painters and stuff, you know, I mean, everyone tries to pull inspiration and, you know, be different. Like other yeah. Work. yeah, and different and try to put your own twist on things and stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's like everyone, you know, you always want to push to be better or create new things or new ideas and stuff. So yeah, it's always, always evolving. Okay. That makes sense. And like, I think the other thing too is, there's really no no end game, right? With with helmet painting, like you can never you can never get bored because you're always working on something new. You know, if it's from an eagle for Eli Tomac or Dale Dale Earnhardt on the back of a helmet or um, a patriotic helmet that's going to his nations, like you guys have so probably you guys have so many ideas and so many things on whiteboards that either a make it or don't make it. Oh yeah, constantly. Yep, ideas. Yeah. I mean, we have helmets that we painted ready to go and ship, and then the something falls through and they don't even end up wearing it sort of thing. So oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's always something on the back burner trying to think of new ideas. Um, especially with monsters, you know, the most trickiest thing is, you know, they want a lot of black around their logo, obviously. So it stands yeah. out. It's common on the helmet. So it's, you know, you're always trying to come up with new ways and new lines to, to work around their logo, but still keep a design that's new and different on it. And then, the new helmets. I mean, always the, the helmet, the shell changes, you know, some helmets are a lot easier. Other helmets are a lot trickier. Like the, the Fox helmets, one of the trickier ones to get the branding in and to get lines in and logos. And then like you have the new Moto 10, it's a big, nice round serve surface, not a lot of vents. So you can kind of do a lot of cool things with it there. So it's always, there's always something that you can keep improving on or trying to look at it from a different perspective to make it new for the guys. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, I would, uh, you and I were talking and I was like, man, like I kind of like to do something, but I want the carbon to show through and I can imagine that's probably has to be kind of a pain in the butt to tape it off and 
and sh- and get the carbon to still show on some of these helmets. Now that a lot of these top end helmets are coming with carbon fiber on them. Yeah, well, luckily for for the, a lot of the big helmet manufacturers, they just send us blank carbon helmets. Oh, that's so cool. So you just get like a gloss yeah. black one, and then you kind of work off of that. A gloss black one, or like the the Bell Moto tens that they've been sending are, are just all blank carbon. There's no graphic, no logos, no nothing. So we have free reign to really do what we want to do and make it look look good that way instead of trying to work around like a stock graphic. Oh, okay, that makes it easy. Yeah, because I didn't know like if if those got sanded down all the way to a base and then and then shot with a like a primer or a prep and then and then gone from there. Yeah, so I mean, for for some of the stuff, yeah, they do send like a stock helmet you know i mean it could be blue and orange and white you know and we have to you know sand it all down make it all look smooth base coat it hit it with the black you know to get it ready for paint but luckily with some of these companies yeah we just get like a glossy just blank carbon helmet and then it's just it's easy to go right off that okay yeah um i mean like on average what would you say a helmet takes from design work to booth to packaging um, that's a tricky question. Cause I mean, okay. it really depends on the, the design helmet. and everything. Some, yeah. Yeah. Some of them for like the army kids, you know, it's, it's a lot quicker. Whereas you see like a Tomac helmet or some of like, uh, AC's helmets or whatnot. I mean, are really labor intensive. I mean, you might have 12, 15 hours into a helmet, Okay, you know, start to finish. So it, it just depends. Yeah. That makes sense. On that end, it, yeah. But yeah, I would probably say on average, a good, you know, like eight to ten hours. Okay, maybe a little bit less. So we just got done with Red Bud, and you guys had a crap ton of helmets. I mean, Star pretty much had more helmets than than any than anybody. I mean, they have more yeah. helmets. They have more <laughs> yeah. helmets than half the dealerships in the country. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm oh, yeah. Just they're, they're in touch. We got we got a full stockpile of of helmets for them. Yeah. So I mean, like for Red Bud. When did that start? When when did you guys start designing, sending proofs out, getting approved, approved? Like when does all that process start for uh, for Redbud? Um, usually we're like a couple weeks out, two okay. to three weeks out, depending on when we can get helmets. Since this whole thing with COVID and all this kind of stuff is kind of crazy with the manufacturers being able to get us helmets too. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a huge you know, thing right now. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes we have a little bit less heads up than we would like, but yeah, usually it's a couple weeks out and to get them, get them for the guys and get going on them. Yeah, the, and then gear too. Even the the gear manufacturers sometimes aren't sure what they're actually going to have ready for the guys. That's what so I was just about like, to say. Is like a lot of times there's gear that is involved with these projects, and I can only imagine what that's like trying to wait for a gear proof to get done and then okay this is getting printed this is getting sublimated this is what we're going with so i would imagine you guys are involved with all those talks too yeah yeah we try to make everything you know go in line with the gear if that's what they want you know whereas like eli he's in a bell helmet with a star's gear he kind of gets his own little pick of of design where it's not so much maps with gear yeah whereas like a seems gorilla where he's a head-to-toe fox guy you know for like the special rounds or, or the special one-off kits or the limited edition stuff will want to match up. Yeah, make it the look, helmet to a kit. Yeah, look. Make yeah, it look make all, just, look all. Yeah, uniform one. Yeah, exactly. So no, that's awesome. Yeah, his kit looks sick this weekend. Like, yeah, they're competitive. They're a competitor of ours, but I mean, I can't lie. Like that kit was pretty, pretty <laughs> dialed. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and Roxton both looked 
both looks pretty good out there. Yeah, yeah, that right. You can't ever go but, wrong with retro stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pretty hard to beat the retro stuff. Yeah, especially some of those iconic stuff like that. It's it's, it's always a good good one fan favorite. It seems like too. everyone gets stoked on it. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think it's one of those things to where it's almost presentations more than anything, right? Because you're gonna have cameras, you're gonna have pictures, you're gonna have all this stuff. So it's like that's half the battle. You know, it's it's these guys are so mentally driven. So it's like if they don't look good, it kind of could almost throw off a whole day. So it's it's crazy. Oh, yep. It's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, what's that old saying? Look good, right? Or look good, feel good, right? Good. Yeah, exactly. And I know, sort of thing, yeah. I know like some of these guys have gnarly superstitions too. Like, you know, there's guys out there that won't wear black boots or guys out there that have to wear red boots. Like it's, it's pretty. Yeah. Nice. Red gloves or. Yeah. 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 But so, I guess that when you're at their level and I mean, you're kind of crazy to go as fast as they do and do what they do. So I guess you're going to have those little nuances yeah. go along. Little along superstitions. With it too, you know, little yeah. superstitions. Yeah. Exactly. No, and I, it just comes with the territory. Um, but like before we start talking, you said you're working on a helmet now with somebody, and like, kind of, what's that process like? You know, going back and forth and and trying to get everything approved. Because I know you guys usually put a lot of a lot of the designs on Adobe Illustrator and then send them over. So, kind of talk us through like how that process goes, with talking with the writer and and everything. Yeah, yeah. Usually, either the writer or the company will reach out and say, you know, we got an event coming up or a race coming up here's an idea or here's the gear, you know, we'll try to put something either on the computer or if they want to see a proof, a lot of the times they know our work, so they don't even need to like ask for a proof. They'll just kind of go, go free reign. Here you go. Yeah. With it. But yeah, some guys, you know, some of the athletes get really into their helmets. So they like to know, you know, like, Oh, what's like font is my name going to be, or what are you going to do this in or what's color here? Or, you know, send it back and forth. And we kind of bounce ideas off each other like that and then send okay. something over final and then when they're good with it then you know if, if monster needs to see it we'll send it off to monster let them approve it and then start the whole whole paint process okay so that, that's with pretty it. cool like that everybody's you know it gets involved it's not one of those things where like the the riders just like waiting for their their helmet to show up and they're like oh uh okay like that looks good you know what i mean like so it's cool yeah. that they get to be involved and i would imagine at that level they would they would be involved but like I said, some, yeah, of these, some, some of these things you just never know. Yeah. I mean, some guys get really into it. And other guys might be as simple as, I just like a lot of white on my helmet. So okay. whatever else you want to do, go for it. You know, like just little things like that. So some guys are like detailed of, of what logo goes where on the visor, like under the visor, you know, sort of thing. Whereas other guys are just, yeah, just give me a helmet. I like bright colors yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. So okay, get, yeah, like, two totally different ends of the spectrum. Right, yeah, you can do one that's nice, clean lines, blues, blacks, and you have somebody that's like, I want red and pink and high vis and all this stuff, and you're like, holy crap, yep. what just happened? Yep, yeah, yeah, and then obviously, too, Monster likes to have you know not so many crazy colors on their helmets. Yeah, they want black the everywhere. If it's up to them; they want black the whole helmet to be black. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they want that to be the the prominent color on the helmets for them. So yeah, that's and everybody and like everybody's bitches at Star. They're like, why are the Star bikes black? Well, because Monster Red's a pretty big chick, so um, yeah, they're going to exactly. be mostly black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want their logo to pop. Yeah. Um, but with with Monster and doing all those and everything, do you guys feel like sometimes it's it almost gets too hectic and you have to tell these guys like, hey, like I can't do this. Like we 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 just are too busy right now. Or is it like when Monster calls, we get it done? 
Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I've, we've never had to turn away a helmet. I mean, even like a one dare, we've done it before. So oh, I think damn. that's okay. probably why that relationship's been so well established over the years and so strong is that when they need something done, even if it's last minute or rider gets signed last minute, you know, they know we'll crank it out regardless of, of the time constraints. With it. So, okay. Yeah. We've had one, I think we had like a Barsha helmet show up one day and got it out the exact same day. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that. So, yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's super last minute, you know, Hey, so-and-so decides they're going to race. Can we do a helmet or, you know, yeah, we've had plenty of last minute cases or driving up somewhere to meet to grab a helmet from someone. Cause we didn't have a helmet, you know, it'd take too long to ship. Yeah. Sort of thing. So yeah, there's always that or a last minute photo shoot, you name it. But yeah, we always, we've never had to really crank or turn away any, anything for anybody. It's usually, yeah, here, we'll crank it out. Yeah, we'll get it done. done. Okay. We'll yeah. Work, work late hours and get it done. Yep, exactly. Or okay. if it even has to be a basic one, at least you have a helmet and then we can do something cooler on the next one. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so. What's, uh, What's something that you've learned in the over the years painting these helmets? Like you said, you mentioned lines, you mentioned shells. Like, what's something that you're like, man? Like, if I do it this, because I, for me, like graphics, okay, like you install graphics on dirt bikes, and the more you do it, the more easier it gets you. If you start from the back and go to the front, it's easier. If you start from the top and work your way down, it's easier. So for you, like, do you have a process, or is it kind of like just bang them out? Just kind of bang them out, because yeah, I mean, every design is sometimes different and yeah. certain colors can't go over other colors. Okay. You know, like they'll bleed through or, or if you do metal flake, obviously you can't paint another color over metal flake, so you can't tape on it. So there's like a process. So every helmet, it's kind of like a puzzle of, okay, here's the design. What am I going to do? Like what's going to be the most efficient way that's going to work Yeah. with it. So I think that's always kind of like the little, the mental game of planning it out in your head before you actually start to lay it out. You know, you have the computer image, but that doesn't always translate to a 3D surface when you have it in your hands of laying out lines or, you know, things might meet up a little differently than, than what the, you have on the computer. Okay. So you're always kind of having to adapt and, and change it on the fly. If little, you know, little tweaks here and there, you know, like a 16th of an inch, something might need to come down or, you know, so be it. So I don't think there's really, like, per se, like something that is always going to go to, but just to be flexible with it. It's probably yeah. the biggest biggest have, thing to, to be if you're going to go and be like, all right, I got to do it this way. It's not going to always work that way. Like, you got to okay. be able to change. To adapt and, and kind of work around it. Uh, yeah. And some, some things might have to get left off. Like it might just, it might not work out or, you know, Monster has certain size logos at the helmet shell, like a small, obviously you're not going to have as big as like an area to work with. So, you know, some, sometimes like elements will get left off or, or shrunk down or, okay. or whatnot. So, yeah. Do you ever catch yourself looking at like the piece of paper and thinking, shit, I got to get this thing done. Like this is going to be a pain in the ass. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's been a couple of helmets like dreading. Like, oh man. Okay. I wish this did not have to do this. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, yeah, it's yeah like, there's a couple of them that you know you're in for a long, long day. Yeah. Do you ever like get, do you ever get like started and you're like that's not gonna work and then you have to like sand it down and like start fresh or is it pretty much like 
you've done so many now where the mistakes aren't really that minimum or maximum, I should say. Yeah, no, I mean, like, basically, it, once you get, like, the tape line down, that's yeah. when, you know, it's going to work. Like, you don't really, like, get, you know, you're not going to paint in the like, sand. Okay, off, that makes sense. Off, yeah. unless, unless you, you really mess up. Um, but, yeah, usually, like, once you get the line laid out or, like, a point or, like, a curve or whatnot in the tape, you know, because, I mean, we're working with, like, a, it's called fine line tape. So, it's, like, a sixteenth of an inch thickness. Okay. It's, like, it looks like a spaghetti. So yeah. it can stretch really easy. So you really have to kind of finesse it and get it to to move how you want it. Because if it it can stretch and get thin in spots, and then if you look at it on a helmet, it will almost look like wavy. Okay. So you, yeah, so you kind of have to be able to work along that and get those right. And then once those are good, then the like painting it's kind of the easy part. Once you get like the actual layout, the tape, that yeah. You once want. you get it taped and and dialed in. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yep. what about like consumers? Like, you know what, how are you guys with consumers? You know, like you said, monsters, your main, your main source and you're like your top of the line guy, but do consumers have a pretty fast turnaround or is it kind of like, Hey, like you, you turn your helmet in and it's going to be two to four weeks or like, cause I know like there's some other companies out there. You're going to wait eight, eight weeks to 16 weeks for a custom painted helmet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, it, it, it depends. I mean, we don't have as many kind of like walking customers or not even non-professional, but just kind of like the average Joe, like, like the weekend guy. Yeah. Come in. It's usually a, a racer. Cause I think nowadays stock graphics on helmets have come such a long way that like, they look so good okay. and they're expensive too. You know, a lot of guys don't want to spend, you know, $600 on a helmet and then another $700 on a paint job. Right. Um, sort of thing. So we don't get as many of those guys, but yeah, it, it varies. Sometimes we can knock out a customer's helmet in two weeks. Sometimes it might take, you know, four months if they don't have, you know, like a time constraint or if they don't need it by like a deadline. Okay. Cause I mean, we get a lot of, a lot of last minute things at the shop that sometimes will delay, um, delay like the average customer helmet. Cause right. they have, you know, there's a race this weekend or an athlete. So, I mean, we always try to make sure that they get done as well, but sometimes it just gets shuffled around to try to get. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's one of those things where you have a priority. Yeah. You have a priority and nothing against the customer, but you know, unfortunately these, these, uh, these athletes have to, uh, have their helmets at a, at a reasonable time. Yeah. So no, I get yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I mean, if, and if it comes to something where it's like, all right, there's two deadlines then you just got to get them both done. But usually, you know, sometimes, We'll want to get a, a, a customer's done, try to work on it that week, and then you have to pause on it because something else came up or so-and-so crashed and needs a new practice lid, you know, by the weekend or by a Tuesday or something. Yeah. So there's those little hiccups that go throughout that sometimes can extend it. But then if they come in, you know, after outdoors, yeah, we might be able to crank that thing out, you know, like in a couple of weeks more. Okay. And uh, you say like practice helmets are like athlete managers calling you f- like from the gear athlete guys or is it agents gear is it gear companies like who's calling you? It's kind hey, of like- all three. Yeah, you get you get okay. the riders, you get the athlete managers, the agents, okay, whoever checking in. Yeah, so it's just a- with it, you know, so they'll say you know someone will so and so crashed or or whatnot. It just depends too, like on the relationship of of who you have with what guys. Okay, too. So yeah. No, that makes sense for for moving forward. Though, do you feel like the helmet industry is getting so involved with with technology and all this? Do you feel like anything with paint or materials and paint could 
do anything to shells with how much technology is changing or do you think it doesn't compromise it won't ever compromise anything no i i mean i think you're always you're going to always have like a carbon or a composite shell yeah and and we're using you know i mean california is kind of like the most craziest everything has to be california compliant here no that's insane so so (laughs) whatever we use here has to be you know um compliant in that sense and i mean it's pretty mellow stuff like it's nothing really crazy and i don't see it eating and or messing with anything of the structural integrity yeah of a helmet. i mean if you're it's what we use is like basically like an auto grade paint okay so i mean if it's not messing with a, a car, car yeah you know or eating into it or whatnot it's not gonna mess with the helmet and it's such a thin fine coating that goes on the actual helmets it's not like rattle canning helmets when you're a kid and you have like this huge, right <laughs> <laughs> you could like slide a quarter up against it and it would be even, you know, paint edge on it. Right, right. Um, it, it's really minimal. Like you're only adding few ounces to the to the overall helmet, you know, once it's painted and cleared and everything. Okay. No, that's awesome. Do you feel, uh, what was I just, I was just thinking of something. I'm like, I lost my train of thought. Um, do you feel it's been crazy in today's world with, with products like you like you said we said manufacturers right have been getting issues to get helmets but what about the paint industry has it been like holy shit like we might run out of clear or we might run out of this color <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah okay totally yep yeah we had to try uh one of the uh the companies that we not that we buy the clear from but that actually manufactures the clear had uh-huh. like a warehouse shortage on guys they weren't shipping out the orders to the distributors or they like laid them off or went on strike. Something happened. And I mean, we were stressed that we couldn't get clear for like a week or so. And that's a lot. A week in helmet painting is like six months. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, and, and clear goes by really fast when you, when you paint a bunch of helmets too. Right. So it's not like, I mean, it goes you know, on, a clear goes on every helmet. Like you have to have clear. You have to have that, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, there was stressing out. There was, we had to try some other clear and it's like, yeah, this is rough because it, it, uh, all the clears spray differently and there's different qualities of clear, oh, yeah. you know, stuff just like in, in paints or, or dirt bike oil or whatever, you know, there's all, it, the price matters and the quality matters and, you know, of how it, it sprays and the finished product and so on. So yeah, we were, we were stressed for a little bit. And then as soon as they got some back in, we ordered like six or seven kits and like stocked up on them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We can't, can't go through that again. Like that was stressful. No, it's it's crazy right now. Like, you know, in, in our world in power sports, it's like we're telling dealers like, hey, like you need to order helmets, boots, goggles, like all this stuff, because when we run out, it's going to be another, you know, quite a while before we get more. So you, you want to get your yeah. foot in the door and you want to get in line because it's it's going to be real interesting to see how the next six months to 12 months plays out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's those the, the factory workers over there aren't coming back. Right. So definitely there's a there's a huge gap in in and who's filling these positions of trying to get it back to normal. And you're definitely seeing that with, with some of these companies of being out of stock on stuff, you know, for a long time when typically they wouldn't be, you could get it pretty quick. So okay. yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see kind of the world we live in. But I mean it's good for power, it's good for our industry, right? Like we're crushing it, but at the same time it's like kind of scary it's like what's going to happen in in five years you know is it going to be booming again or are we gonna have another 0809 like it's crazy to think about that stuff but i'm taking it for what it is and just running with it and uh enjoying it and like red bud this weekend was freaking packed like it was like almost back to normal 
it seemed like. Oh, really? It That's seemed rad. really, really cool. Like the pits, of course, were closed off, which I know it's mean or not even mean, but it's kind of like dickish maybe, I guess. But it's an outdoor gets hectic with pits. Like it gets, there's thousands of people in there. The riders are trying to get to their trucks or trying to get to the track. And like, it's almost yep. kind of nice not to have millions of people in the pits. With- yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot of compared to, to to Supercross. Yeah. There's a lot more people roaming around. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's crazy. Like I remember riding on the back of the bikes, and it's like you're just revving your bike at people, almost running people over, and they're just they're not even paying attention. So I'm, <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, guys. I'm sorry, but it's kind of yeah. Nice. It's kind of so nice. they got CLs in them. They're not thinking about what's going on. No, definitely not. They're just in their own world trying to find the, their favorite rider's truck. And it's like exactly a granted, yep. like fans make our sport, and I and I'm not saying anything about the fan against the fans. Like I love the fans. Like we need fans. We need people going to the races. But it was it's definitely it's definitely nice to just be able to walk around and and hang out and cruise. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes when we have to go to like Anaheim or something and deliver helmets, you know, we'll try to go early just to avoid trying to get in and out. <laughs> You know, right. and, and just uh, the shuffle of people. It's like going to Disneyland, you know, trying to navigate through the crowd <laughs> to get where you're, where you're going. No, I definitely agree with you. It's it's it gets it gets crazy, and it's it's shoulder to shoulder, and it's hectic. But I mean, granted, yep. it's uh, it's the experience, right? So that's great. Yeah, it's, it's probably very different when you go as a fan and you're not working. Yeah, you I know, think, I think that's the biggest thing. Go along with the ride and the flow, but yeah. when you got to try to be somewhere back to a rig at a certain time, you know, or or be there, you know, as, as fast as you can to get something done. It's, it's a little different story, but yeah, yeah, fans, fans are what make it. So for sure, it's always good to see them back. Yeah, keep going to the races, people. Keep going to the races. Yes, always. Yep. Um. So let's let's talk a little bit about kind of what makes AP Designs one of the the leaders. You know, you guys, like I said, the monster deal. You have great turnaround time. You have great customer service, but you guys don't do a whole lot of marketing and advertising. So it's like the monster does a big deal for you, but like, do you guys ever talk about maybe doing more marketing or, you know, cause AP designs on almost every visor or everything. So it's, you're building a brand, right? So yeah. Do you feel like you guys could do more in building the brand side or do you guys kind of like the lane that you're in? No, I think we had, we had talked about that a couple months ago too. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that of doing more, building the brand, reaching more out to the general public, yeah. you know, and appealing to them rather than just kind of like an athlete. Cause you get a lot, we get a lot of comments on Instagram, you know, Hey, do you guys paint for non-pros? Like a lot of people, you know, have a misconception that we only paint for monster or, or for the professional athletes. Right. So I think we do have a little bit of disconnect there. And we had talked about, you know, trying to get more of that side of the business going over, but then at the same time, it's hard because we're so busy. Right. You know, like when we're in the heat of this, especially with Supercross and, and Supercross last year, when you're they're doing a couple rounds a week and trying to get helmets done, there's not a lot of time to focus on that side. But yeah, there's definitely the side of the business that we'd like to expand more, you know, into the t-shirt, soft goods, yeah. you know, even as simple as, um, you know, buying a helmet from us and we'll throw your name and number on there, you know, sort of add on, you know, and clear over it. If okay. you don't even want a full paint job, sort of thing. So yeah. there's some things that we have planned. We just have to get it all ironed out and, and get it going. It's a balance, right? Like it's like a double edged sword. Like you want to do it, but at the same time, it's like you don't want to 
step into that realm and then it's like you you lose focus on what the main agenda is which is the monster and it's but at the same time you're like i know there's opportunity over here if we were to do some ap t-shirts and a fall line and a spring line and maybe like ap um little helmet you know stickers or keychains or whatever like the soft goods yeah. like you said like it, in today's world social media is like the pinnacle of everything right so it's if you guys did get into that you added a shop on instagram and stuff it, it i feel like it takes off but at the same time alex would have to hire somebody because that's that's a whole another job in itself you know what i mean like you yeah, guys are busy painting on helmets alex paint like everybody's busy doing the helmets like that's a whole another job and, and like you said it's like do you guys really want to step into that realm realm I yeah like i i do like we have like a little e-store up on our site already now with like t-shirts and hats and stuff on it but yeah we just it's like promoting it and stuff is just where we need to get a little bit more aggressive with but then at the same time where you see like dbk and some of these companies like really striving that they don't have that that's their business right like they're like a clothing or an yeah. apparel business as we're like we are a helmet painting business so that's always it's good to have like that little stuff like for just fans or customers that want to support the business but i think long-term expand more as doing custom painted helmets for everybody or make it affordable for everybody at all, at all different levels. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think the, that that's like the more of the focus or, or we're kind of, we'd like to take it more than like doing like the DBK style here. We're going to do hat glasses right. sort of things. Cause I mean, no one really wants to, to wear something like that, but they definitely would want like a custom painted lid from us. Say, yeah. You know, they want, like they want the AP designs on the visor for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. They'd rather have a, the helmet than than the shirt. But yeah. it's cool, and I think definitely cater to every try to cater to everybody, but still make the helmet set a priority. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what your business is, right? That's what your customer is. Your customer is a helmet uh, customer looking to get something painted, like athletes. Yeah, they get stuff for free, but technically they are a customer. Like you have to get them, you know, you have to get them to approve it. You have to get their their them to like it. So, um, yep. so technically yeah, they're I mean, still a customer. You, yeah, well, I mean, even for some of these guys that that are non, you know, monster athletes, that they pay out of their own pocket at some of these privateers and stuff. So yeah, you know, everyone you know wants custom stuff and, and to get it and make it at a good price that everyone can can get it. Yeah, and then you guys probably get hit up probably all the time too for like sponsorships and stuff too. Like, hey man, like I'll I'll run your logo. I do all these races and all this stuff. I, I yeah, <laughs> that probably happens quite a bit. It, it it does. Yeah, I mean it's always flattering, but there, there's no need because, like you said, it's yeah, everyone seems to have our our logo on their visor. You know, like this weekend, yeah, you know, podium for for the four fifty guys. Everyone was a was an AP guy. So yeah, so I mean it's it's one of those things to where when you're a new business, yeah, that kind of is one of those things, but when you get to Alex's level and to your level, it's like, we appreciate it. We're flattered that you want to run our logo, but you know, right now we just, we, we have our guys. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. you know, what was interesting was kind of, what was eye opening was during COVID was when that whole deal, that first like month or so it, it went down, it was kind of like this weird limbo of like, Oh, what are we doing? Like races are paused, you know, everything's kind of paused. Yeah. And that was a real eye opener to see, you know, hey, we need like the, the general public, you know, revenue or, or interest in us more than just monster, you know, than just monster or these professional athletes. Because if someone pulls out of a sponsorship or something, then you're not going to have any work. Yeah, that make that is a weird a worry, right? Like it's like 
there for a minute. Nobody knew when we were going racing. So, yeah, it's one of those things yeah, that we're like, Alex is probably good. checking his emails like, uh, do we need a helmet for this guy? Do we need a helmet for this guy? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, there was like that weird, you know, like month or so where it's like, oh, shoot. Okay. Definitely need to have more of a everyday customer in here rather than just monster guys. Right. You know, because I mean, that, that can support because I mean, I don't see it happening, but for say some weird reason, monster just decides to pull out of action sports. Then I mean, what do you do? There, there goes kind of like your whole business. So yeah, you see a lot of like guys like Tag. He he's great. I mean, he does a lot of a lot of helmets for a lot of just everyday customers. Mm-hmm. You know that that's like a good a good market to get in there too. Yeah. And, and I think it's it's one of those things button. where that's kind of the avenue he wanted to go. You know, he still does some of these some things for some guys. You know, Rockstar and a little bit of Red Bull here and there. But I think he he wanted to do the 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 one off customer paint. You know, bring your have no have nobody telling you what to do. Right, like the customers like, hey, here's my money. This is what I want. Boom, do whatever you Just want. Just free reign. Yeah, yeah free reign. Like you know, you're not. You're technically not. You don't technically have a boss. Like you know, even though Alex owns his own company, he technically has to follow the monster guidelines. He still has someone telling him what he needs to do on these helmets. So yeah, um, it's one of those things where I think Tagger is like you know he had, he likes to do his own thing and, and go from there. So it's two different. It's totally two different business models. You know what I mean? So two different business models, two different styles of paint. Yeah, you know everyone. It's I mean art, design, everything is all subjective you know what i might think is really cool you might hate vice versa right so i mean that's kind of like cool you know variety is the spice of life so it's good to always have these other people painting for everybody because everyone then it would be stale if everyone kind of had like the same with the helmet when you go to the track yeah what about uh dealing with like overseas customers australia europe like how, do, how does that all work you know for you guys is it is it easier is it harder um what's it what's the What's the overseas stuff like? It's not bad. Like we did um, Paul N's helmets. Okay. You know, Gutierrez Paul N's. We yep. did a lot of his for the past two seasons, and he was really stoked. And, I mean, it was just a lot of a little bit more pre-planning just to make sure things would get shipped in time accordingly, you know, with, with the transit times and whatnot, so it would make it yeah. there. But, I mean, off the, the shelf, or like the everyday customer, usually it's like a shipping cost. They'll try to either buy like a helmet off one of our retailers rather than buy through them and then have it shipped because, you know, I mean, shipping's like 300 bucks one way. Yeah, it's up there. It's crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, we get them all. We got a couple guys in Australia that will get some hel- a couple helmets from us every year and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it goes everywhere. We got Germany, Finland, Denmark, China. Yeah, the whole thing. It's across the board. Yeah, they're, they, they're everywhere. That's it, so. It's pretty cool that that there's people that that want it that far, yeah, far away or know or know the brand because I mean there's tons of great painters you know on that side of the world too. So for them to want to want to spend the money and and deal with the time and and the weight and the shipping and everything, it's pretty rad. Yeah, no, that is cool. Like, do you ever kind of geek out on that stuff and get an email or ship or print a shipping label or paint a helmet? Like, holy shit! Like this this guy is a badass. I'm painting his helmet right now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awesome. There, there was a couple crazy, couple crazy ones. I think like the most standout one for me was like doing Chad Reed stuff. Okay, like big Chad Reed guy growing up. You know, I'm I'm, I'm in my 30s. I mean, we weren't too far off in age, but I mean, just like 
how rad of a rider he was and all like the, the cool kits and the custom helmets, you know, like looking up we're all, we're, you know, I brought a couple of helmets to AP wanting something that like Chad Reed had, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I think I saw one of your ones that. that was like black with like baby blue or a teal and like it was sick. Yeah. I think, yeah, it might've been one of those. Yeah. Very similar to like what he had with like the white gear and all that, that sort of thing that I had brought to him that he did, you know, and then flash forward, you know, five years, six years later, you know, I'm talking to him on the phone, trying to hash out sponsor details with him, you know, like on Christmas Eve, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's wild. That's nuts. It's yeah, kind of, it's so. kind of crazy to think like, you know, like you said, you're, you're a fan of the sport and then you kind of get into it and you become a kind of like quote unquote, an industry guy. And it's like, everything kind of flips. It's like, man, did that, did that really just happen? Or is that, there's no way, whatever, you know what I mean? Like the, just the things in the sport, it's like crazy to think like how, when you're in, you're in, right? So it's, it's cool to, to, to do all that stuff and work on those projects and, and be involved in those. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's really, it's an honor. I mean, you get yeah. to work with some of these like legendary guys and athletes and stuff. This is like, this is rad. Like that. never in my wildest dreams what I think, you know, to be texting back and forth with someone, you know, about their helmet or them calling me at like a weird hour or something. Yeah. You know, and they're geeking out about the helmet design too. You know, like we're like FaceTiming on Illustrator trying to like figure it out. That's awesome. And I think that's what's so cool about our sport is just the access. You know, somebody was talking about this the other day, like the access we have to the riders. Like granted, like there's a lot of still a lot of secrecy and whatever, but that comes with it. That just comes with the territory. But for the most part, our riders are pretty cool. Like, you know what I mean? When you get to know these guys, like they're pretty rad dudes. Yeah. I, I mean, we were talking about that the other day. Like my kids kind of watch, you know, watch the races and stuff with me. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, we go to the track, you know, and, and Ferrandis and, and so-and-so are there. Like, they're what? They're there? Like, yeah. Like, they fly, blow right past me. Like, well, we go ride with them or they'll be out. They'll not really ride with them, but right, right. you know, we'll be out there like the same day. Whereas like, you know, you get like a baseball player or a football player, the closest you might get is, you know, at the 50 yard line in the clubhouse of seeing them. Exactly. You know, it's like yep. the level of act, you know, of, of especially where we're at, you know, in Southern California. I mean, you see these guys go out to the test or not even the test track, just go out to like a public track and you might see half of your favorite guys out there on a Monday riding around. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Like I'm going to pull over right here and just kind of watch. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's usually what- Usually what happens if we go to, to Paula on a Friday on a, well, a bye weekend for race and it's just, it's man, it's like, all right, cool. I'll watch. I'll, I'll be over at the vet track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll meet you guys here later. I'll, I'll come talk to you about some helmets here in a few. I, I, exactly. I got to go over yeah. here. I got to go over here. Yeah. 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 You hop on like five or six turns ahead of them and they're right past you in like two turns. Yeah. It's like, dang it. Yeah, like, oh, okay. I was feeling good and until I'm, that I'm dude showed up. Like, I don't want to mess them up. Right. So like, yeah, right, you don't I'll want to be that off. guy where you're getting a phone call like, hey, your painter got in my way today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the guy won up and went off the track. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Got to get him a new helmet because I accidentally was in his way and he <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that could be job security. depending on how you want to deal with it. But. For, yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool, though. That is neat. And it's it's a good, it's a it's an awesome sport to to bring up families, right? Like, Dirt bikes kept me out of quite a bit of tr- trouble. It sounds cheesy or cliche, but honestly, like riding a dirt bike kind of helped me steer what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do in life. So it's not like that for everybody, but there's not a whole lot of people that you meet that ride dirt bikes that are like, I hate it or I don't love 
the community or or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like once they do it, no. they're, they're in. Like they're all in. You're hooked. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like we used to call it. Like you'd get the get the fever to go to go ride. Yeah. Like there's something in you, and you have to have it to go ride. Like right, like dirt bikes are pretty crazy and dangerous. And like if you're still willing to accept, you know, the the, the risks and the possible consequences that come with riding dirt bikes, and you're still out there riding, then you're you know you're you're pretty. You're, you're pretty invested. into it. Yeah, you're invested. Yep. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're you're doing it because you love it. Like, obviously, we go out and ride. Like, we don't get anything out of it, right? Like, it's just yeah. for it's the pure enjoyment. Yeah, it's a hobby. It's a hobby, and it's fun, and we love it, and no other reason. But for how dangerous it could be, like, you ha- you really have to love it. Yeah. And I think that's where you kind of get that sense of, like, everyone's just so amped on dirt bikes. So, like, if you're out there riding, you're out there because you love it. It's not like dad's making you pound out motos or you have to be out there someone drug you along to go ride with them exactly yeah and i think that's you know, why you want to be there. yeah and i think in today's world too with with like i mentioned before is social media it's like everybody wants to like look good right best graphics best gear best this best that matching this matching that so it's like that's kind of why i asked earlier about you know consumers or or getting more invested in that and growing the brand because it seems like nowadays like most of the people that go to the track, not most, but a good portion of the people that go to the track, it, it's it's 40% riding and 60% bullshit and Instagram. <laughs> I'm a victim of yeah. that. I'm more like 80-20. <laughs> I'm 80% Instagram and bullshit and 20% riding. Yeah, <laughs> and that's perfect. I mean, hey, yeah. as long as you're out there and supporting the sport, like, who yeah. cares, right? But yeah, no, I, I totally, like, geek out, nerd out on, like, new gear and stuff that, like, that the companies are releasing and whatnot. I love it. Yeah. It's exciting. Like that's my Christmas, like the, the August, September timeframe when like new stuff comes out and you get to see it all. It's like, yes, it's rad. Yeah. It'd be tough for me to be in your spot and see like one off gear that's coming for these athletes and not want to just be like, Oh my God. Or like, how do I get that? Or like, can I get a set of that? (laughs) What do I got to do? What do I got to do to get that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like for for like supercross and stuff. I mean, you might see like you know a product, you know, like a year before it even comes out, and it's like, oh, this is such a tease. Like, yeah, like the moto, ten, it, like the moto, ten. It, you know? yeah, like the moto ten that was in in Eli's head for six months before it came out, and you're like, yeah, ah, I can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I think even before that, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. out for a while, but I mean, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Like hopefully it makes the line. Okay, they're doing this. I see this. You know, they send you over whatever file or mock up of you know like their gear planning. Oh, so, yeah, okay, I gotta wait. I still have to wait twelve months before I actually can get it. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing to where it's like even us reps, like we get to see all this stuff and we can't even order it until it comes out. We're like, oh, I want it now. Let me get yeah. it. Or like they'll send us samples and like I'm fat, so I can't wear any of the samples. And I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Son yeah. 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 36 XL so I'm like yeah. man if I was only if I was a large 34 I'd be dialed. I would be it yeah dialed yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got one question for you and I need to write it down so I don't forget but I'm going to save it till after our segment um asking let me write this down real quick okay okay cool um but speaking of guys that are going fast and, and actually wearing AP helmets, we have a segment called Beach Say What. Huge shout out to JD Beach for uh, helping me get this segment done. You guys painted his helmets. They always look phenomenal. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we do. The yeah, whole Ascension team. 
Yeah, so before we get to that, um, this is episode 27, like I've said before, with Brandon Taylor from AP Designs. He is one of the painters there, so please check him out on Instagram. Um, we will get to that here shortly, his his tag name. You guys got to keep listening. I'm keeping you keeping you hooked. I'm a, like a fisher, keeping you hooked. Um, but huge shout-out to our sponsors, like I said at the beginning of the show. Spot Network TV, Motion Pro, Works Connection, Bell Ray, Scott Goggles. Man, thank you guys. Um, but like I said, we have this new segment. I brought this on a little while back. JD's been amazing. He's, he's been helping me out with questions throughout the show. And for me, like it just brings a different avenue, right? Cause he's more of like on the street side, flat track side, you know, he's also a moto guy, but it's really cool. Yeah, because, he moto, yeah. 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 So it's really cool. Cause he brings a different light for me to where more of a racer, but also as a casual fan. So again, thank you to JD jd for doing this for me so if you guys have not checked him out yet please go do that at jd beach on instagram but he's got a couple questions for you brandon um so let's jump let's dive into these and and see what he's got cooking for you okay let's do it all right so his first one is your favorite one-off helmet and favorite season-long helmet so like did you have a helmet that was just for one day or for one race and then it got tossed and then, or do you have like a, or is there a helmet that last, like a guy's wore a couple times throughout a season maybe, or, you know, or are these guys kind of wearing them a couple times and then throwing them away? Like uh, my favorite or I think, like I think it's your favorite. Yeah. Like what's your favorite, like one off that you like uh, really liked. And then also like, what's a favorite one that you've done that guys wore a couple times throughout the season? I think, Probably my favorite one. This is funny because this was I was just talking about this the other day. Was uh, a Chad Reed San Diego helmet. It was like 2019 when it has like the really bad rain. Okay. Um, there, I a really cool military theme with like sand digi or not sand uh, like sand camo and like we did like the name patches and like made like the 22 some on the side of the helmet look like it was like sketched and stuff like there's like a lot of cool detail and no one ever saw it oh really yeah 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 i'll, I'll have to send you some pictures of it okay but just, yeah just because of rain it, or, it, it, or it, what it, yeah like it was just like full full downpour at a at petco that day okay that was like when that whole lime issue with everyone yep yep and their bikes and stuff yeah so like that whole day even like walking through the pits like everyone had canopy zipped up you know like all walled off and everything so i don't think anyone got to see it um that was probably one of them that i was really stoked on how it looked especially like with the gear and everything and then the other one would be chase sexton's paula helmet from last year oh yeah the with, jordan one with the with like the, the jordan yeah that one was sick with the honda wing and yes. the elephant print the yeah, crackle and everything was, had yeah that gear. was dope to match like the nike yeah. the nike or the shoes yeah yeah that, that was yeah there's that one i think there was one more uh sincerely's photo shoot helmet from this his year. high vis one his high vis one yeah, yeah yeah dude what about the yeah freaking... that one got stolen i was gonna um, say i was just about to say what about the that one and the blink 182 and just getting jacked yeah terrible yep yeah one of the uh the badass designers over at fox uh memo designed that one and then we painted it but That's i mean awesome. that thing's it looks badass. Like it was just, it was cool. It was clean, simple. And he wore that, you know, all at the practice track and stuff. And it always looked cool with all, all the different gear. Okay. I would say like one, I, I would say I got a couple, like the RV one that back in the day, it was like a, it was a 
uh, like a glitter, sparkle blue, and a high vis. And like the way Alex like drew the lines, it was beautiful. Um, was it on the Thor? Yeah, it was a Thor helmet. Yep. Thor helmet. Yep. Yeah. So I really like that one because it was like just the colors and the way everything flowed and the line work. Like I really like that one. Um, and then there was a one I just saw the other day for JCR Honda. It was like a fly one that was like gray and red. That one was super sick. I actually sent it to Connor. I was like, dude, this one's dope. Um, oh, really? And then I forgot what JCR guy was wearing it though. Um, but that one was really badass. I'm trying to think about the. I like, I like the matte ones too. What do you like? Like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer matte helmets or gloss helmets? I like gloss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, gloss and, always and, lasts longer like carbon, for sure. I like gloss. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and I mean it, it depends, but I think colors are just way more vibrant, and they look Better. badass. Yeah, gloss. It looks factory gloss too, because I mean, we went through like a weird phase now, like maybe like the past. Like, Three years where a lot of the helmet manufacturers were doing matte helmets. Yep. Too. And I was like, yeah, the, this helmet, like we would do um, some helmets that were flat and we would just like maybe add monster logos to the stock graphic and then they gloss it. I was like, oh, this looks like a totally different helmet with, with the dang gloss. Yeah. So I, I, I prefer gloss. But. Okay. Yeah. And I was saying, and the other one I like is probably that one Adams from this weekend. Like I texted you. I was like, I, I think what really stood out for me was just, I really enjoyed the flags on the visor. Like I thought that was really cool. Cause you don't the little see details. A, Yeah. Just the little details. I think yeah. I, I, that's what made it for me. Like the design and everything was, you know, pretty American basic, you know, but just the yeah. little, I like the little details. Like I thought that was cool. And like his little AC logo that he has, like it all look kind of goes and flows together. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you, I've been trying to do that a little bit more of like add more of like rider personality to the helmets or like little hits Yeah, to the helmets to make it more personal to them. Cause yeah, uh, there was a, a different design that I had for, for this weekend for, mm-hmm. for this past weekend for them. So that didn't work out when we wanted, they wanted to go like more um, RJ okay. style. So we tweaked it. I was like, I'm still going to like sneak a couple little. Like your own little hits. touches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like when the writers have, like, their logo. Like, you know, like, AC has his. Connor has the CEO that you made for him. Like, those are kind of cool. Yep. Like, I like I like those. I like, the identi- I like the identities. Like, RV always had the RV2 on the back. I like, think it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been trying to do that more, too, with some of the guys that have created more of, like, a personal look towards them rather than just, like, a, a generic paint job. Yeah. Like, I think on, on, on uh, – Craig's helmet this weekend. Jeez, we've done so many helmets. Now I'm, I'm off on what we do during the week. Yeah, you posted um, his logo I, in there. That was sick. Yeah, I did. I did the big CC logo in white, and then ghosted in on, on top of the helmet. You know, just to give it. And then I put his two kids' yeah. names on the little ridge. I don't even know if you caught that. I didn't see that. No, I did not. Yeah, I didn't back see his helmets in person. I only back. saw Adams. Oh, okay. That's sick though. Like, yeah. but like that goes back to what we were talking about, right? Like building a brand. So like you guys have that platform to help these guys build brands if the if the sponsors will allow you, because that all goes kind of full circle, right? So, um, it's cool that you're just, uh, dabbling and letting that happen, because I feel like it's it's huge for our athletes to be able to build the brand. Because a lot of times the helmet is one of the things that everybody looks at first, right? They want to know what the athlete's yeah. wearing. So, yeah. um, I think that's cool for sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean. Too. Like if they want to run their logo or something, let's just throw it on and then clear over it, and it's going to look ten times better rather than them just you know 
putting the sticker on over it make it incorporated into the actual helmet. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's badass. Um, his next one for you is what's harder to come with come up with an idea for a cartoon slash picture design or a line color design. Or say the last part again. A line slash color design. So. Uh-uh. Yeah, so like if someone's like, "Hey, like I want to have like a cartoon figure, like you know, Troll Train has his little design," or, or is it more like, "Okay, we need to do like you just did McNeil's helmet, like that blue with his lines," you know what I mean? And then you also did something on the back. I don't know what the I forgot what the thing was on the back that you did for him. Um, oh, on McNeil's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex AP just just did that one for him. Yeah, it was like the white and the blue flake, and he had like his little McNeil farm logo on the back there. Yeah, yeah. So like, it yeah. seems like he's like trying to. Uh, JD's wondering like, what's what's harder for you, or what maybe even more time consuming? You know, designing pictures or logos or cartoon characters, or actually drawing out the lines and, and doing the colors. I think drawing out the lines and doing the colors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God bless technology and computers these days. I mean, you still have to have the basic skill of being able to draw and you know concept and, and do these yeah you there Brandon I lose you hold on folks we might have technical difficulties Wait, can you hear me? I can now. Did I cut out? Where did, where, what was the last? Uh, technology. Oh, okay. Yeah, the technology of, of being able to draw that stuff out it helps a lot. So I, I definitely say having to lay out the lines on the helmet and, and get it ready for paint is probably the hardest because if you don't do that right, then that like makes makes or breaks the paint job. Yeah. No, that would make sense to where it's one of those things that you you kind of can design a a character or whatever on Illustrator and kind of once you learn an Illustrator, it makes it a little bit easier. But drawing out and tape, tape doing tape lines and doing all that, I could see that just being kind of a little more time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the line's wobbly or if you don't mask it off right and you get, you know, paint that goes where you don't want it to go. You know, it's it's a pain. So I think that's kind of like the devil's in the detail on that end. Or drawing on the computer if you don't like it, you know. You can erase it or or go back a step and and retweak it to how you want it. So Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, His next one would be, what are some of the industry perks of being a helmet painter? So what kind of stuff you getting out there, Brandon? kind of deals you work in always working on a deal um <laughs> no i mean i mean it puts you in touch with like a lot of different people yeah it right? does, so, honestly. I mean, yeah i mean we got like a good deal on my current bike through coin power sports okay you know they've been we we do helmets for for travis coin over the years you know and they're always down to help out the brand and we do helmets for them so yeah i've got a good deal on my bike um yeah, I think just the, the random hookups on things or getting to go to the races yep. and stuff are, is always fun, like the little things like that. And then, of course, you know, we always had like a good standing relationship with the guys at Fox, so we always get some cool some cool stuff from them. Yeah. Yeah, those are good dudes over here. We just had Austin Hoover on last weekend. That was a really good interview. Um, we had Kenny Day on, um, which was really fun as well. 
Yep. So Connor, of course, yeah, we had Connor awesome. on. So um, the the guys over at Fox just are uh, are on the gas for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's always fun stuff like that. I mean, there's there, there's those cool perks with it, and then just yeah. getting to go go to the events with it. I mean, I think that's probably like the coolest thing, being able to get like credentials and and cruise around. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that makes it a lot easier, favorite. right? Like we were talking about yeah. the fans and stuff earlier, like. Being being someone in the industry and getting credential it makes the races way more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, God bless the credentials and just being able to walk through a one tunnel to get yes, the seating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think probably one of the perks, like besides all that stuff and you know the discounts or the free stuff, you you just get to meet a lot of rad people. Yeah, agreed. Yep. I think that's probably like the coolest thing. Like I've met more people and cool people that I've stayed in contact with that have like become friends than any other time in my life. Yeah. I mean, that's, what? that's one of the reasons like I enjoy going to the races. Cause it's like every weekend you're going to meet someone new like this weekend. Um, I mean, I met Christina Denny like, and she was super awesome and I've heard nothing but good things about the Denny family. And I got to finally meet her this weekend and it was like, you know, that was cool. And I, you know, now I get to see her at the races and I also met, you know, Kayla from Honda and a couple other people. And it's like, I think that's what I love about our sport is you're always meeting new people, right? And you're always getting building those relationships. So I think that's probably mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my favorites too. I'd have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Well, and I think the coolest thing too, like regardless of like age or whatever, yeah. you can connect over over dirt bikes. Like, you know, I mean, right. we talk, you know, you can talk to like a six year old or an eighteen year old and still feel just as connected with them. You know, even though you might have twenty years, you know, plus or minus on somebody it's like your your best buddy because you have this common common love of dirt bikes and motocross yeah yeah i think it's one of the, like we go back to what we talked about before is just like the community right it's just a solid community everybody's there for the same goal and everybody's there because they love dirt bikes and they're passionate about dirt bikes like we're we're not getting rich off it you know some of the athletes are are, are taken care of but for us us industry guys or whatever i don't even consider myself an industry guy but just somebody that works in the industry like we're not you know we're not going out and buying private jets and, and lighting the world on fire, but we get to do something we love every yeah. day. So it makes, it makes it fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, that's, that goes back to kind of like the quality of life, right? Yeah, I agree. You could be, you could be killing it, making a lot of money and be stressed and miserable out of your mind, or you could be doing something that you love and happy to wake up every morning, go to work and still have good pay and, you know, and just be, be amped. Exactly. Um, let's see here. This next one will be, um, do you ever do design work for color stuff on personal helmet to see how people react at the track before applying it to a pro customer pro or slash customer? So like you, like you mentioned, you do your own personal helmets. So do you ever mm-hmm. like do a helmet and say, I don't know if an athlete will like this, but let me do it for me and then kind of see what, what people think of it. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. Just yeah. Play with there's ideas. always a weird t- testing phase of color or, what might look cool or like a line on a helmet that's that works or something. Yeah. Like I yeah. did, um, like this like weird, like color shift helmet, maybe like six, seven months ago. Yeah. That was that one with the, where it matched the gear. I remember that one. Yeah. To go with the, the, the UV gear. Yeah. Yep, yep. I remember See that how that would try to pick up. And then we ended up doing it on a mountain bike helmet, I think. Okay. For somebody. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there's always like a little trial and error or see, or I'll test something just to see 
if it were not even to like maybe show like the public or something. Yeah. But just to see how it looks. Cause sometimes you can spray a color or do something and then when you clear it and it like brings it to life or it might not at all. So does yeah. the, uh, does the sun affect any, your guys' helmets at all? Like, do you have to be on people to tell them like, Hey, don't leave these in the sun at all. No, luckily not like okay. a little bit with the flow, but not so much. Okay anymore like we like the clear that we use usually has like some uv blockers and stuff in them that's cool so but i mean i mean typically yeah you don't want to leave anything that's painted out like you know, just yeah it take just it out hot. yeah it just gets hot yeah yeah and colors will fade you know like flow yellow will start to turn to like lemon or, or whatnot if you leave it for like hours and hours out in the sun but yeah yeah um and then for the last one he says Thank you guys. Thank you to AP. Thank you to you for everything you guys have done, all the rad stuff over the years. He's he's like, you know, thank you. He just wanted to give a, a huge shout out to you guys and say thank you and and says, you know, whatever Triple J needs, just take care of him. You know, put it on his tab. That's, you know. Brad, <laughs> appreciate you, JD. Um, no, but yeah, he, yeah, he just wanted to make Brad. sure you guys knew that he was very thankful. Like, And that's what I love about JD. Like, he's just a down-to-earth, genuine dude. He is, yep. And I mean, we, every time we send him a helmet, he's always on Instagram posting about it or talking about it and super yeah. thankful. And that's kind of the cool thing to see, you know, because I mean, some of these guys get so many helmets throughout the season. You know, it's kind of just like, oh, okay, cool, new helmet. Let me throw it on. And then you get some of these guys, they're just like a little kid again. Right. Like, oh, this is so rad. Like, oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Like, so grateful. And it's like an honest response. And it's just like, okay, that's rad. Yeah. Like, they're sitting on their door patch or door door porch whatever you want to call it and just waiting yeah. for the box to show up and like they're just like oh my god oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get a get a lot of those did you ship it out yet do you have the tracking like you yeah. send me the track not like <laughs> yeah. waiting for it like it's like eager and it's like yeah that's right i'm the same way you know i mean we said earlier like regardless of age like you're still like that little kid inside that just gets all giddy when you know you're like new, something new's coming to you yeah no, I get it for sure. It's 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 definitely cool. Like it's one of those things where it's it's exciting and it keeps it keeps it fun because you just never know what's coming out or what's new. So I think when JD or any athlete gets a like you said, there's a few athletes that are like they get so many a year, but for the most part, a lot of these guys are like, man, that thing is sick. Like they're excited to open it up, check it out, and put it on yep. and, and do all that. So, but you yeah, mentioned totally. something interesting. You said um, that these, there's some guys that get quite a few like. How many helmets does do guys normally get? Like I know, like Chase has quite had quite a few this year. Adams had you know a good amount. Uh, is there a limit that Monster or Fox or Alpine Star or Fly or any of these guys put on it, or is it kind of like get him a new helmet every every month or get him two helmets every month? Like, is there a limit to these guys, or is it kind of like free reign? You just wait for the emails to come in. It's a mix of both. So, okay. like you had mentioned, like RV's helmets, like really badass crazy color you know like yeah. that was like some really cool stuff like i think during that time he was getting helmets like every race if not every other race seemed like it for yeah so i mean but i mean he's crushing it right and, and monster yeah. really goes off of the, if you're the top guy you can have cool shit right if you're not the top guy you get a black helmet with the logo sort of thing and you kind of have to like earn that the free reign yeah it. the free reign yep yeah so i mean yeah some guys yeah, they could get helmets every couple weeks. It, it really just depends. Usually, like right now, everyone's kind of been on the get a new helmet once this one's beat. Okay. Yeah, just because sort of it's so, so hard to get product at the same time, too. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were just talking to the the Pal ref and one of the guys at Fox last week. Like, yeah, we, like it's hard to get helmets. Like, we got to make these ones last. Like, do do neutral colors just to get them through. You know, so they can wear it with like multiple kits and stuff. That so, yeah. So it depends. I mean, usually we'll have like a practice helmet for like the everyday, you know, midweek sort of stuff. It's usually just like a standard black helmet. And then race week and stuff, they usually have two on the rig. And that could either be a standard black helmet or it could be like two custom, like colored ones. Okay. For sure. So. Cool. Yeah, that, that just depends on that. And then that depends on, on it, how many helmets they can actually get us. Like with the new Moto 10, um, it's been a little bit harder for them to get helmets. So we've been having to kind of stretch those out okay. more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of bell helmets on the track right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably, yeah I, mean, I would say have, that's probably your guys' most painted helmet, I would assume, right? It's the bell helmet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yep. I was going to say yeah, that was probably going to be pretty far out front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bell, and then you know Benny, who's yep. one of the main guys over there. Yep. Yeah, they they keep they keep us busy for sure. Yeah, those guys are dialed. Yeah, because I know we, we have we quite have, a few with the amateurs. You guess I like Chase Hymas, and then we got the GNCC team. But I mean, mm-hmm. Bell still is just like they got they have a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes. They have a lot of dudes. Yeah. So you do a lot of the fly stuff then. I think we. I what was it two weeks ago? I think I just cranked out like. 12 fly helmets for Babbitts. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, fly, bell, um, those are probably actually the, like the two most. Okay. When I think about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have four fly guys. You know, there's like four in the amateur team of the Army. We have all the Babbitts guys. Um, we have SLR Honda, you know, Mark Samuels and those guys. Yep. They're all in, in fly, so they get a bunch of cool sh- shit throughout the year. Um, and then who else? Someone else we just recently did some stuff for. McNeil. McNeil, yeah. Freestyle guy, yeah. When he's a new fly athlete, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and someone else. So, yeah, th- that's a decent chunk of people that go through, especially the Babbitts guys, because they do, like, the GMCC stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, they get thrashed. You know, you go through the woods or catch a, a branch or something. You know, they get pretty destroyed yeah, pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we do them. And then Bell, yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're pretty good. So, um, we do a lot. Yeah, for me, I guess my question for you to add to JD's questions. Um, again, thank you, JD, the Beach Say What segment. That's a wrap on that. Um, please, like I said, check out all of our episodes on the Spot Network app. Please check out JD and go wish him luck. He's got some, some races coming up this week. I think this weekend and next weekend, I believe. So, Go for him and the Edson team, um, fly team, AP design team. So go check those guys out, and they're they're crushing it. They had a rough year last year, but they're they're on the gas this year for sure. But for my for my question for you is: Have you guys ever been approached from a manufacturer or anybody to say, "Hey, like we want to sell an AP design monster helmet or an AP design just helmet"? Like, has there been any talks of maybe doing like your guys's a limited edition run for production? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've done a few through Bell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if I couldn't remember if you guys did or not. I remember like you guys did do the monster ones. Oh, that's right, you did the monster ones, huh? I'm an idiot. I forgot about those. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. So like, you know, like we said, like AP's been doing doing this for thirty years. So I think for 
a while there. Um, M2R, he had a lot of replica helmets. I think if you go on eBay, so you can still find like okay. the stock visors that have the logo on there. Yep. Um, he's done them there. We've done quite, I want to say we've done like fairly current, like three or four with Bell. Yeah, I, I think that, like, I remember there was a monster one. I think there was like that PC one. Um, so there's been a few. Yeah, I, there I, was, I forgot there all was about those until you said one. something. Fuck, I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've done with Bell, and I think that's about it. Okay, I can remember. Yeah, that's the only one yeah, I can so think of. Is Bell had Tomac. Yeah, Tomac had the um, the red, white, and blue. That's right. Yeah, with the with the eagle on the back and the stars. That was a a production one. Okay. And then there was the really cool one that we did from Vegas 2018. It was like the crazy silver flake. And it had like the flow in the blue. Yep. That they turned into a production helmet on the uh, the Moto 9 Flex. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the MX-9 that had like the flow and purple that actually had the monster logos on there. So, and then I think you could be seeing... I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but you might be seeing two more from Bell coming out soon. That was going to be my next question is, is there some cool projects coming out? And then also, do you guys send them multiple designs and they pick? Or is it kind of like, hey, this is what we feel would be a, a better sell? Because I you know like for us when we're doing gear, like right now we just, we're getting ready to launch 22, but like 23 gear is already done and 24 is getting worked on right now. So it's like, yep. are these guys sending you designs or you send them designs and they're like, all right, that one looks good or let's do this or... Kind of, I don't know how much you could talk on that process or not. Yeah, um, yeah, we can't go to like, like in like the nitty gritty, but right, I think right. for for as of late, a lot of it's kind of been as it goes back to like how you said earlier, social media. Yeah, the reaction on social media or emails or comments or whatever they get on there is kind of what dictates, you know, the coming season helmets. Yeah. Okay with it so yeah there's there's been a couple designs that a lot of people got like really stoked on or, or hyped up on or like oh we want this you know either commenting on you know our brand's page or on you know other manufacturers pages yeah and say, like this is badass you know we we want this we'll buy this sort of deal mm-hmm. um and then that kind of then turns into them like that's like the litmus test right like if they like it okay then yeah they're, they're already well. talking about it yeah we yeah. have like you, when you start a business, right? You gotta have a customer, right? So like these guys already now have a customer. Like they know this this is gonna be a seller. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. And then I think it, then it comes across the line too of where to fit it in, in on the line. Yeah. Just go entry level, mid level, high level, and it just kind of varies of, of you know what fits where with it. Oh, and then we did. I think we the the Twitch one, the DBK one. Okay. That was one of our designs that that they had put out. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, they do a pretty cool job. And um, if you can, if you can talk to Max or JT or whoever you talk to and tell them that we should sell the Connor Fields helmet, that'd be awesome. Which one? The Connor Fields gray and green one. That one's sick. Oh, you like that one? Yeah, with that the one's, Yeah, that one's dope. With and with the monster okay. logo and everything like that one's sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, it's a really simple, thing. good colors. Yeah, we're actually doing working on his Olympic helmet this week. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh 
there's some Disnation stuff going around at Red Button. I guess it's going to be interesting to see who gets picked for the team. So I bet you guys will start hearing about that here shortly and and everything and figuring out who's getting a helmet and who's not. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard. I just have heard this weekend that they're considering it. So yeah, or, or even that the, the USA would be sending the team. So yeah, we'll we'll hear that. But yeah, we'll be doing Connor's um, Olympics helmet, and that's pretty a pretty rad honor to do to do this. I mean, he's a, he's a badass on a BMX bike. I'm excited. I'm a sucker for red, white, and blue, so I'm excited to see it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I just that's why I think I like the AC thing too. Like when you put the flags, like I I don't know. I think it's just one of those things. Like I just like red, white, and blue. Like I almost bought golf balls the other day because it had the American flag on it. I just yeah, I just like that, those colors. It just it's just good colors. We had to do like you know obviously red, but it was was this past weekend. Yeah, and um, every time I had to come up with a design, I was like, oh, this looks like a rocket pop, like a popsicle. Like red, white, and blue. Like I really like struggled like with not being like a really cliche like yeah. legit like a like a flag. Like these colors, I'm like oh, it just looks like a rocket pop. That's amazing. Yeah. So to, I mean, like full transparency, I, I was not happy with AC's helmet. The only thing I would have changed on it is I would have done the white trim. I would have made that gold because like gold looks sick on red, white, and blue. Like some kind of gold flake. But oh, I'm a sucker yeah. for gold flake. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't, or trim, I should say trim, like like the like the rubber or like like the little like white pin line. Yeah, there was that white pin line that kind of came down and went across the visor, and like that would have looked yeah. sick in like a gold flake or like some kind of gold. Yeah, they, they wanted to go back to the old RJ yeah, style. Yeah. Yep, and then AC actually he likes a lot of white on helmets. He's, yeah, he or he is. likes a lot of white like gear, boots, helmets. Everything, He's always. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been a fan of white. But yeah, I was just like looking at it. I was like, "Oh, is it? I'm like, hmm. you know, I think who and uh, Kenny Day and, and Matt Moore. And I'm like, this thing's so sick. Like, you crushed it. And I'm like, really? Like, this is, I'm like, this, this is cool. And then once I saw it all together with the kit and the boot, you know, obviously I'd seen the kit. Yeah. But once you see it on the bike and everything, it, it kind of really comes to life. And I was like, okay, this is cool now. But yeah. Yeah. And like, it was enough black to where the white strap of the goggle popped too. So that was cool. Like yep. it, it kind of all tied together. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, that it all it, it all works out like that. Yeah, but I think for Connor's helmet, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be a, a little teaser here, but more very patriotic. Heck yeah, he's not, there, he's so. not your number one Connor though. We you, the, the number one Connor, we gotta get a new helmet. Like he's your secondary Connor, but the other Connor, we gotta get him dialed in. Yo, we, we gotta, gotta get him dialed up. Yeah, we gotta get him dialed in for the last couple rounds. Mm-hmm. Do something special. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's that race. Hey, for the, there's a race September 11th. We should do like a sick like uh, uh twin tower helmet, like 911 style. Yeah. Yeah, we actually did one a really badass one a couple of years ago for yeah. one of the guys. Uh, epoxy it. Yeah, I was, gonna say you did, I was just about to say you did for Jesse. I remember that helmet it was sick. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah I we th- should. I think more yeah. companies should should pounce on that i think that'd be cool if they can do some 911 memorial helmets for that race mm-hmm. that would be badass yeah yeah I miss- connor's, a, connor's a badass yeah he's a pain in the ass is what you mean he's a pain in the ass <laughs> on my end he's a badass yeah I, I get very discouraged when he goes out on the track before me i go out on the track after him and still pull in before him <laughs> he doesn't look fast that's what's annoying like he's like just 35 minutes, same speed, just does his motos. 
consistent. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, dude, like you look like you're in third gear cruising. But um, hey, if that's third gear cruising, then I must be in like neutral cruising. Dude, I just pull <laughs> off to the side and look and just kind of look for the camera person. I just I just cruise, <laughs> make my own track in the infield. Um, yeah, but yeah, Brandon, definitely. like, dude. Thank you. I really appreciate the time. Um, this was awesome. Like I said, I try to keep them around an hour, an hour and a half. But again, this is really cool. Episode 27 brought to you by Spot Network TV, Motion Pro, Bell Ray, Works Connection, and Scott Goggles. Please check those guys out. Um, do you use any of those products? You got to use Motion yeah, Pro, I right? I would imagine you use Motion oh, yeah. Pro. Yeah, Motion Pro, Bell Ray. Yep. Oh, you yeah. use Bell Ray too, huh? Cool. You yeah. Got any, got any yep. favorites? Any favorite products? Um, Motion Pro. I go with the uh, the rim protectors. <laughs> oh, really? There you go. I'm, yeah. I'm a gauge guy, dude. Their gauge is like the best one in the industry. I love their gauge. You just can't get them right now. Oh yeah. You know what? I do. Yeah. The their their tire gauge. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah, been I'll trying digital. to get a little bit more tuned in to the PSI, and, and it's drastically different from what like the cheap Walmart pump says. Yeah. To them. Yep. Those are tire spoons. Um, what else do we have from them? I have a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, Motion Pro is really good. Bell Ray, we go for all their coolants, lubes. Okay. Hell yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. They're all good. They're all good good sponsors, so. Yeah, no, those are they're they're rad people they too. Crush it. Good good to work with. Really fun. Um and they're getting ready to launch like Bell Ray had just launched their new foam degreaser, so please go check that out. Scott Goggles is about to announce their 2022 line here at Loretta's. Motion Pro is working their butts off to get inventory back, and also they, they have some new products, so please go check out their website. And then Spot Network, they just announced uh, some cool live feeds with uh, the Whiskey Throttle Show and did some stuff with them, so please go check out their app because they're always uploading content. And then, of course, Works Connection, you can't beat the whole shot device, the most used whole shot device in the pits. So pulled, I think, every whole shot for the last 30 years. I'm, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but they do pull a lot of whole shots with the whole Pretty shot Pretty dang device. close. Yeah. And all the cool anodized blings that they do. Yeah, those are must-haves. Put the number on it. Put you put your number on it. Get your, exactly. get your color. Reservoir so. caps. Yep. And, yep. Totally. That was, Big speaking time. of cool shit, they... They had some cool one-off stuff that they make for HRC and Cowie, and I had no idea until he showed me. I was like, "That's kind of cool." Like, I had no oh, idea. Oh, they actually do their stuff. Yeah, they do. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much I could talk about it, but yeah, they do some stuff for HRC and Factory Cowie. Yeah, um, I didn't know who did like the etching of the, like the numbers and stuff on like the the reservoir caps and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So they do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, their stuff's top notch. Yeah, the no, Eric the and Ryan and Sean over there, like those guys have been with. With the company, Eric of course started it, but Sean and Eric have been there for a long, or Sean and Ryan have been there for a long time, and they just they got a good team over there, and they they get some they get the shit done. So, yeah, yeah, I run their logo on the bike. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? Right, they're just they're just good dudes, and I'm excited to have Tell them it. on board. They've always supported me. I actually, was supposed to go work for them, and then got the opportunity to go work for Fox in Indiana. So I was like, man, thank you guys, but I can't pass this up. <laughs> like, I gotta go to Indiana. So. But yeah, I'll totally. always be forever thankful. And it's cool because I got my jersey in there. Like, I'm just a podunk fat dirt bike rider, and they, they let me put my or Ryan hung my jersey up there. So I feel kind of special. I got a special piece That's of right. art. Yeah. Yeah. I got all my, my hints and stuff to them, too. Hints oh, on the nice. art. Okay. Yeah. So you don't get that through yeah. Ron Direct? No, just buy it through the site. <laughs> okay. Nice. Full price guy. I, I, I usually try to be 
like low key with yeah yeah it's one of those things so where like, like if, if, if i'm not willing to pay full price for it i'm not gonna like try to ask or, or search out a deal no and a lot of times those guys will ask right like it's one of those things where you don't mind paying and then they'll be like hey like i can get you a deal and you're like okay cool but like i don't i don't expect it you know what i mean um yeah I, so, I'll, I'll buy it either way yeah you always want to try to support the sport yeah. for sure yeah totally yeah. Hell yeah. We'll do. Thank you. Um, is there anything you want to say? Justin. Anything you want to shout out? Anything Anything cool you can talk about? This The floor is yours. Yeah. Just want to say uh, thank you to you, Justin, and the yeah. Motorspot no show for, for having me on and, and being able to talk about our kind of little niche helmet painting deal for everyone to see. And, and if anyone wants to hear or see anything more, you can always follow us at AP Design USA on Instagram or check out the website. Yep. Or if you want to follow me directly, you can always hit me up at uh, Brandon two eight or excuse me, Brandon underscore two eighteen on Instagram. And yeah, thank you. This is it's been fun. I hope we can do some some more in the future. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like to have you more on because I know you guys are going to be adding some new athletes next year, and uh, you know, got some some cool things in the works that will come to light soon. So it'll be cool to to talk about that and the transition and everything. So again, thank you for the time and. Um, if there's anything that we can do or anything. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, I like I said, really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. All right, well, huge shout out to you and Alex. You guys do an amazing job, and that's a wrap on episode 27. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, AP Designs, and thank you for everything you do for all of our athletes. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya.